0: This is exactly right.
1: I'm Barbara Gray, and I wish I was skinny enough to wear ugly-ass clothes. <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and jokes—there
2: hasn't been a joke here in 69420 years.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Tess Parker, and I've even lost faith in psychics.
1: <laughs> and This is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? <laughs> Neither can we. <laughs> We got Barbara Brandy and,
3: of course, Big test. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies. Ladies and lady.
1: Hi, welcome to Lady to Lady. Woo! It's the podcast that you're listening to currently. You just heard the theme song. We're here.
2: Oh, hell yeah. That laugh in your ears. Oh, gosh. Did it warm your heart when you heard it? I'm sure. It's been minutes since I've heard it in person. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> the author of My Life as a Goddess, a Which memoir. Which you can get today, just yes. get it yesterday. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Guy Brown.
3: I had to come and worship at the Temple of Three Goddesses oh. if I was Ooh. going to release this book. Can we talk about the great truth of Barbara's joke here, though? Yes. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Because Absolutely. I
3: am obsessed with the point of, <laughs> like, truly, truly, like, amazing bodied people being able to, like, when we brought in fashion sweatpants and I was just like, oh, God. And it really was uh, on the asses of the hot that that came about. Yeah. But I would also like to bring up the point of I I wish I were young enough to wear hot clothes. Like um, Mm -hmm. 22-year-olds who like in... LA summertime are wearing like knit caps and stuff just because their bodies work better. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand it and it's horrible, I but know. I worship a fashion scar. So yeah.
1: frustrating. Yeah. I, I tweeted that because I was, I was in Echo Park and I saw a girl wearing mom jeans that were also floods. And I was like, "Fuck you! Cool. I could never God. wear this. Yeah. I could, in a million years, I could cool. never wear this." But you know, she like a size two. Who's you know? always doing
0: that to me is Rihanna. She's always convincing me that I can pull off like an eight times oversized jean jacket, and right, I look right. like Charlie Theron and Monster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just too butch to pull off a Rihanna jacket, I guess.
3: <laughs> but they define these shapes, yeah. like it. it yes. Those women with, like the mom jeans, or mm-hmm. sort of like, I mean, all the little gay boys in in Brooklyn are all wearing like shirts that are gigantic perfect squares. Mm-hmm. that yes. just hang off of them uh-huh. and it's yes. like why are you why are you doing this? I was I, I, just yesterday I saw this guy who was wearing this so poorly fitted t-shirt mm-hmm. that his body was just so perfect underneath <laughs> that you could still see his pecs and abs and I was just like <sighs> no. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's infuriating. Your low-riding jogger. It's yeah. like, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah.
0: I feel like that's what all of this whole norm core hipster thing is oh, like every yeah. yeah. Nobody's on coke. Nobody's eating, and now we're all wearing mom jeans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's what's happening. She's like, I look like a fuckable parent. Yeah, yeah let's But do I it. think it's
0: because they know they're hot. It's like because there's there's irony immediately because mm-hmm. they're hot and the shirt isn't. It's like how I can't wear a cat's t-shirt ironically because I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's the, not enough it's contrast. The, like I'm
1: young and I don't care. Like it's the not giving a fuck. Yeah, too. the, the yeah. like. The, yeah, the freedom that comes with not caring—that makes yeah. you so hot. Too. I just
2: put this on. What? I don't even know what I'm wearing right now. What are clothes <laughs> even? But also super yeah. intentional. So it's yeah, like- exactly. Uh,
3: well, also the thing of like, if you're born in 1997, you get to say, "Oh, isn't this ridiculous?" To so much stuff. Here's the here's the part of. Like fashion that has not come back ever, Mm -hmm. and I think we missed it and maybe we were right, but was just the (laughs) 1986, more 1984, 85, every woman dressing like she worked at a bank, like Mm -hmm. ruffled collars, wide hair kind of thing. And do you think that ever will show up? Or...
1: I think it will show up again.
3: Uh I could see that being a Brooklyn thing. For sure, it
0: might be happening in Bushwick right now. I mean, we're talking about shoulder
2: pads, right?
3: Yeah, we're talking like shoulder pads, but I definitely feel like a ruffling neck and hair that doesn't go up but goes out Mm -hmm. are important parts. That weird, like
2: you look like a hostage in a movie in the (laughs) eighties. Yes, yes, Yes.
1: (laughs) yeah. I think that's bound to come back. It's Uh all. I think it's all bound to come back in some yeah way, shape, or form. which is like why I'm like, well, then what's going to come back? after we've gone through all these mm-hmm. fashions. But I think there might
0: have been like an actual important function for it in the 80s where like women truly were kind of entering the workforce yeah. the, for like mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever right. Have so that. Right, so we need to be like again.
1: okay, I'm bulking like I you know, it's like a cat getting big so it looks like <laughs> Yeah. <room. laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think exactly. that's what Shoulder pads were. Yeah. I think it was that's like so we truly
0: <laughs> were trying to look bigger. I think that's what high heels are. Yeah.
1: Well, um
3: That's fascinating. The Mm -hmm. the high high heels point, I've never thought about it. Also, I've had, like, several friends get, um, like, pregnant and have babies in the past couple of years. And just that interesting dynamic of, like, women weigh what a man does when the baby's there. And this weird sort of, like, efficiency of nature. And I wonder, now that we have sort of, like, the nutrition that we need, are we going to start getting gigantic ladies that are the size of a man normally, but then, like, you know, like... Bruiser ladies who then also can still carry a
2: 12 pound baby. Yeah, right. um, ooh. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> the future. A liberals Marazzi. Yes, yeah. yes. That's an Amazon. Um, <laughs> That's the future. But the, the funniest
3: thing about like 84, 85 was that you still you had 14 year old girls who mm-hmm. were dressing like it was their first year, like uh, you know, as a stockbroker. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. I wonder if what was it? Business, the, was it business. working girl and nine to five? Like, was it the movies that
1: were informing it? I think
0: I'm,
2: so. I think
1: it's all wrapped up in, you know, mm-hmm. together, of yeah. course, like anything. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh, well, it's like, cool, Like I, I want to be like my mom. My mom was, like, dressing up for work. You always kind of want dress like that a little bit. Is
1: that really? I don't feel like that was it, right? I, think, I was never like, I want to dress like my mom.
2: I think there were ways it was a weird rebellion against,
3: like... Post hippie moms and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. but also yes. the post hippies were like putting on. They were still putting on that stuff themselves because they mm-hmm. were like, "I was woke. Now I
2: make a million dollars." Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the weed and cocaine of it all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna wear any shoulder pads. I will say, I'll put that Whatever. I mean, if
1: it I, again, if I can pull it off, though, that's all. Yeah. I if, if I depending on you know if they actually make it. I think you size. have to be very petite to pull off shoulder pads. Yeah. yeah, I
0: don't. I mean, I think if you've got any kind of an anything, I don't to... know
1: though, because when we d- we filmed our Patreon thing, I felt good in my. Uh, you ba- look good. I literally only was wearing that. Maybe that's that was true. the key. Yeah, because I only had legs coming out of the bottom. Yeah, so. that's very know. true.
3: I mean, that Liza with a Z look. I'm always going to be. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: that. that's not. That's not bad.
3: What is that? We'll mean?
1: see. What What's Liza with this Liza
3: Liza Oh, just sort of like you're wearing just like. A blazer and a leotard underneath yeah. it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I do like okay. playing.
0: I really enjoy playing like business with sexy. Yeah. That's a look that I favor for sure. Gotcha. Especially because
1: we we don't have an office. So business, it's all dress up for us. Exactly. Not, yeah, I'm
0: cosplaying
1: office work no matter where I am. Do you guys think this would be a good venture for me? I was trying to think, you know, I'm always trying to be like, all right, what's my get rich quick scheme? Uh-huh. Yes. It's not gonna happen. What's your current scheme? They, my current scheme is cosplaying. Like, you co- okay, so cosplaying. You know, women cosplay make can a make lot of money. A lot of mm-hmm. money. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like sexy cosplay. I didn't cos- know that. Oh, oh. sexy. Okay, yeah, Sexy yeah, yeah. cosplay. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking sexy cosplaying, like Seinfeld characters. Like, <laughs> yes. stuff like that.
2: yeah. I'm thinking I'm gonna do More a, than sex- a
1: one or just Elaine. All of them. Okay. That's oh. the whole idea. So okay. I do a sexy cosplay as all the Seinfeld people. That's my first set. So like, you do a soup Nazi sexy cosplay. You Peterman. All the, like, maybe ones you wouldn't even think. Oh, like your B-team. Okay. Not all of them, but a few B-team people. Like Kenny Banya.
2: I could see you doing a sexy Costanza for sure.
1: Right, I so I think we to try it, it and then like see if I can get some money off of that. I mean, I
2: think
3: I think you could build quite an Instagram. Right, yeah, that's what I'm
1: kind yeah, of thinking yeah. is building an Instagram off of like doing Fraser cut. You know what I mean? Just doing right. yeah. Tom Link. You know he does the yes. He's made
0: like it's he's so still great, killing it. Yeah, Wait, that's a what, Kardashian who's, who's guy, right? Um, Tom Link. No, he does. Um, he's like a sketch person, and yes, he does. He was like, on Buffet. He does yeah, like okay. stuff. Grew up on the same street as me. Oh really? Yeah. Directed my sixth grade production of Annie
2: with Jillian Bynes was also. Uh,
0: uh, he does like when an iconic outfit comes out in the news he does like a cheap recreation of it like a side by side Oh, that's yeah, what I'm okay. saying. I
1: feel like, I, you know, have, you have all these, like, I always have ideas for this kind of shit mm-hmm. that I never follow through on. I'm like, I think this is easy easy enough to do yeah. that I could test it out. The
3: thing is, BuzzFeed and all of these places are going there because they know that they have to create content about it. Yeah. But so much of the stuff that people are doing is just inaccessible to most of America. So if you can show up and be doing, like, right. s- sexy, gender-switched, like, Kramer.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because yeah, cosplay, mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah, I'm like, I don't know who those fucking characters, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. It's all very insular or whatever. Uh-huh. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. It can't hurt to try. <laughs> It'll be a fun photo sesh. I think it's a great idea. I have a picture. I dressed as Kenny Banya because I did him uh, for Stick or Treat a few years ago. So I know, oh, you funny. know, I... I know I can
2: do it. I really like the
3: portion of this movie that is Riley Silverman, The Rain and Spanning You, into being good at cosplay.
1: Yes.
3: Please.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Eliza
1: Doolittle. Yeah. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready
2: for this makeover. (laughs) Um, CaliCon 2019. Here we go.
1: (laughs) So let's talk about your book, Guy. Yeah.
3: I wrote a book It's called My Life is Goddess Available yesterday
1: We're all um, holding it yes. Yes. yes
2: This is a good cover By the way Thank yes. you very much I really love it a when lot When I
3: showed up to it They just told me Bring shirts And I brought shirts <laughs> And they had like A background of corn For me Because they were like We heard you grow up On a farm And I was like Not that kind <laughs> um, And so, There's
2: lots of Different farms y'all <laughs> Yes uh,
3: And so I, I was like To the man Who was taking the photo Also let's be clear I was late To the photo shoot mm-hmm. I was like what if I did it topless? And he was like, okay. I was like, or I could be draped in something. He was like, what would you be draped in? And I have, I said, well, I have a lot of fabrics at home. Yes. So I went home to get a fabric. And then as I was driving there, I called my local florist and was like, can you make me a wreath of roses in the next 20
1: minutes? Yes!
3: And they were like, yes. And so, we got a ridiculous cover out of it. Oh, Here's it's how you perfect. know you're a goddess.
0: You say the sentences, I have a lot of fabrics at home, and I called my local
3: florist. Yeah. I mean, you've gotta have relationships. Test. no one, okay, one of the, there are always those moments when you're like, because we feel uncertain with the careers that we have. Yes. And there are those moments that just sort of like, let you know like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And when I was Watching the second season of The Comeback, and I realized that when um, when Valerie Cherish purchased flowers for Seth Rogen awkwardly, she did it from the florist that I was told to always (laughs) shop from. What a sign! Yeah, it's just sort of like, all right, I am a functional lady in this (laughs) town. I, oh my God. I am making uh, right choices.
2: This
0: narrative is finding a theme. This is, yes. is a motif. If I'm the only one finding it here, it is. Do you guys do that great. sometimes, though, too, where, like, you're, like, you think you're finding signs, and then you're, like, no, that was just me connecting things.
1: And oh, I, I, I tell myself all the fucking time that I saw a sign, and then I don't yeah. remember what it was. So yeah. I'm, like, well, it kind of meant that much.
2: That <laughs> it open what? up your eyes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. So, what
3: is your relationship with, like, psychics, tarot, that kind of thing? Do you like it as play? Do you feel like it can guide you? What are your feelings?
1: I'm mostly play, I will say. I said yesterday on my Instagram, I was like, I'm so glad it's Leo season because everyone's talking about cancer season. I don't give two fucks about any of it. So I'm glad I don't have to care anymore. Uh, I don't It's fun. I think it's fun for play. I, do, yeah. I did get a like um, a reading once that was like a month my month for a year. And it did like turn out interestingly mm. like she did the reading. So I got another one for this year. And it's kind of, I think, more of a fun guide. But I
3: feel like that's yeah. al- also a game of like finding patterns and yes. mm-hmm. fixing yes, them yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which
0: you could do on your own, but it is having that external stimulus to kind of look for these totems yeah. or whatever. Yeah, show um, it to me from a different. I point think of I, view. I was going through a phase where I was leaning on it a little bit too hard because I just like because I think if if you get good news, mm-hmm. it's really easy to be like, well, this is obviously true. Yeah, this is for sure going to happen. Right. For sure. Yeah. 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 So I think for a minute there, I was like just looking for good news in the mm-hmm. crystal shop on Vermont <laughs> 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 which is my country album uh,
1: oh my. <laughs> I guess that cover looks uh, suspiciously <laughs> like the
0: cover of this book
1: <laughs> well it is yeah it's funny because Kristen uh, Van Horn oh, yeah. is the one who gave me the readings, and it's funny because I'm thinking I gotta go back and like write down what month she said for everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, there were two months in there somewhere. She was like, "Okay, this is like a time when you are getting your finances together." And it's so funny. I'm like, "Well, cool. I'll just wait till then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just
1: wait till then to get my yeah. money together. That's fine." Exactly. <laughs> what about you? How do you
2: how do you feel about it?
3: I think I can be a boy about it in mm-hmm. like very sort of like like there was one time at Chelsea lately when um, John Edward, that psychic guy came and, like, said that he was talking to Chelsea's mom, who's Mm -hmm. dead. And all of the guys on staff were like, oh, that's so gross. And all of the girls were like, that's beautiful. Yeah. That said, like, if Lizzie Cooperman, like read my tarot once and the whole time I was just fascinated I was yeah. um, we're talking about me for 20 minutes definitely. sign me up yeah that's
2: yeah. definitely that can be a part of it it's nice to be like oh wow I matter enough that you're the witch in your brain I mean, told you it, about me well, cool.
3: like a little bit of bullshit <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. is good for me like a diet that has mm-hmm. a little bit of just sort of like fake magic in it mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, I will always stick to more mm-hmm. like I, I like a nice crystal I like the fact that When I go into women's shops with my friends now, there is, like, a little witchcraft section so frequently (laughs) that I can fuck around with while they try on things they're not going to buy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's cool. I think I like the rise in it, too, because for so long, like, I feel like that stuff all predated a lot of current religions and stuff and the religion that is like so big in the world is very patriarchal that I think it's exactly. just like us really rebalancing that stuff out. And I think
0: a lot of it yeah. being diminished has to do honestly with misogyny because it yeah. is like what it. Well, I don't think it's any less bullshit than Catholicism. On, and Catholicism
2: yeah. is witchcraft as fuck. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're drinking <laughs> blood. Okay, cool. I got a rock in my bra. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the
1: same thing. <laughs> it's good thinking about it that way because I have yeah. been kind of annoyed with how intense it is everywhere lately. Yeah. And because I'm like yeah it's religion guys good fucking it's the same fucking thing but I haven't thought about the fact that it obviously is way Mm -hmm. more yeah it's it's not as patriarchal so that is good yeah I think it's it's like it's that and like I don't
2: know I I I believe that I am a powerful being, no matter where I get that from. Whatever, yeah, it's fine. And I, I've had like very weird psychic moments in my life, where yeah. like on th- on three different occasions, I've like done a raffle where I'm like, I'm going to win this raffle, and I have won all three of those raffles, and it's always for very stupid things. But I'm always <laughs> like, mm, I know I'm going to win right now, and then it's always happened. But and like, think about how much yeah. we've figured out about science in like the past.
3: Mm-hmm. 200 years yeah and things that just seemed like weird coincidences like have reasons Mm -hmm. so why 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 isn't there that stuff yeah why wouldn't you believe yeah
0: let yourself have that who cares that said i will say like if you have any issues with anxiety it can be a little tricky to think that you're psychic Mm -hmm. and Uh so that's something that i think can be like hard like because it's like oh you you predicted something once so then if you get a weird thought that something's gonna happen you must be psychic and it's gonna happen for sure so that i think that that can get a little messy. I think
2: it's moderation with anything yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, let let the mystery of it just be like a fun like when you find a dollar or twenty on the ground and you're like, oh, well that's exciting. Like let your religion be like a twenty on the ground, I think is, is, is my that's personal a, belief. I
0: like that. Yeah. yeah. I think my most new age-iness is like my belief in like chakras. I'm in, I am in. I'm very much believing mm-hmm. in no, chakras. That is
3: interesting. Talking, talking yeah. Talking yeah. About because about It's that.
0: something I think because um, I'm very into like, I run marathons mm-hmm. and I do yoga a lot and that's something that I have just experienced through physical activity. I've mm-hmm. Learn. this is going to sound so hippy-dippy, but I've learned to connect with like the different energy centers in my body Mm -hmm. and I can feel them and access them and like understand myself and my life like Mm -hmm. through these different sort of channels of energy. I mean, yeah,
1: I don't think that that's hippy-dippy. I think it's something that a lot of us don't focus on. Or connect to, And it's weird, It it is bizarre to me that we don't pay more attention to connecting to our body Mm-hmm. because we should. I mean, it's our vehicle yeah. Yeah. in the world, but I don't do that, you know, and when I do, I do get a lot of power from when I'm like, oh, I like can actually connect with this, but I mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, most of us just don't do it. Well,
3: Barbara, I'm pretty sure that's because your body as a woman is a public space.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's not mine, it's not mine. I have a so. personal
3: invested interest in your uterus <laughs> and what does or doesn't grow there. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> men who are strangers get to decide what it should look like. Yes, that is you true. Know. Absolutely. Uh,
1: okay, well, that's good. They can, do, they can deal with my chakras yeah, then let me know how those are doing yeah uh-huh yeah <laughs> you guys just get back to me on those
3: no but like tr- trying to be better about that and like be integrated as a whole self instead of mm-hmm. having sort of like an alienated or distanced relationship from your body it can be hard can i tell you a chakra story please <laughs> i don't know if i've ever told you this before
2: <gasps> <Chakra story. laughs>
3: um so I was working at Ashton Kutcher's production, now defunct production Of course company. the person
1: you think of first.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and one day these two people just came around and they were drilling into the walls everywhere and putting up these plastic things that were either bright orange or essentially the electric blue of Tess's... Um, current dress Uh and I was like what's going on and I couldn't get anyone to explain it to me and then a couple of weeks later I noticed that Deepak Chopra's book was those same colors and was in our office and then I read enough of it it was his book about chakras Uh, and those were to open up our Mouth chakra and our genital chakra, so that we could be creative. In the
2: workplace. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well,
1: gen- so you could suck your own dick? Yeah. Is that-, that's actually <laughs> a, you're, that is exactly where your creativity lives. Yeah.
3: yeah. Your, like your creative energy and your communication energy yeah. could work together.
1: Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. And that's exactly the so let me ask you something. Did you feel a change after, yes. these, <laughs> after these plastic colors? Just getting up in the meetings all the time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, honestly, the, the biggest change that Affected me was He stopped getting The free pop chips All the time And I stopped Constantly eating Pop chips at work
1: I don't agree with this See and My chakras yeah. Wouldn't like The lack yeah. of pop chips My mouth
2: chakra Needs pop chips yeah. That's how, how it works chakras Yes Always uh, we're, we're gonna take A, ba-
1: a, a bake A we'll, bake we'll, You yeah. get it We'll be back <laughs>
2: Hey, we're back in Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy.
1: I'm Barbara. I'm Tess. And I'm Guy Brownum.
2: Hello. Good to be here. The mm-hmm. book is My Life as a Goddess, a memoir through unpopular culture, forward by Mindy Kaling.
3: Forward by Mindy Kaling. <laughs> it is important to have more famous friends who you can leverage. In situations like this, the number of emails I have had to send of a "Hey, could you say something about my book?" Oh, I'm sure. Always feels terrible. Do
0: you like? like Do you just sit down and do that like for two hours? I'm just going to email people.
3: Yeah, and it really does just sort of require like sucking up and saying like I'm going to have to feel this way for the next two hours. Yeah, and like a third of them, I will just be like. I can't like especially if like our last Twitter DM was something that I didn't follow up on. worst. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, or
1: something like that. Sorry. I have
3: to be like, okay. Um, but people are always great about it and nice. But um mm-hmm. about the book, I is my obligation to plug plug the book. Yes. But you making the statement of remembering that I'm a powerful being uh-huh. is sort of what the the prologue is about and the idea of like it's it's why i said uh my life as a goddess is like this story that i would always tell to my friends about um, this like greek goddess who um was like cursed so that she couldn't like be anywhere on the planet like everywhere would reject her because mm-hmm. she had fucked zeus and Hera was pissed at her um and like these these peasants like she wanted to get some water it was a hot day and peasants like kicked around in the water and made it muddy. Mm-hmm. And then she like left and was like just so angry at the world. And then she was like, hey, wait, I'm a goddess. And she turned around and she turned them all into frogs. And oh, hell yeah. That this is, is my
2: kind of story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that core idea of just like, you're a powerful person. Mm-hmm. And like, God knows, you don't always use it in constructive ways. But when a problem occurs, remembering like, well, I can tear some shit down in some way. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can make my presence felt. Mm -hmm. um, I think is really important. Absolutely. Did
0: you, when you were young? Because I've always known you, or you've at least come off to me as like a very confident person. As long as I have known you.
3: But I feel like, I feel like everyone here, anyone in the comedy community would say that about, because we are all built identities. Like, who really had to sort of Mm -hmm. like say... Oh, I I mean, and we're hardly the most marginalized of people, but we're not 27-year-old dudes in hoodies. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, so we kind of had to prove and explain why we were there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think on the inside, it's always a hard story, but, like, you live your fucking life. Right. You know? And I think it has been a journey for me to be able to, like... um, live my life but i've been doing that most of the time if that makes any sense what's the other option like i did spend a lot of time being scared in my 20s but Mm -hmm. you know you get over it day by day because you have to live in who you are always yeah i haven't done many hallucinogens but i hear they can help with
1: that (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah it's interesting because we always think that somebody i you know my friend whitney said to me Says to me a lot like, well, you just you're just yourself. You're and I'm like, no, I'm fucking not. I'm terrified constantly. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a great self-state. I'm not that person. Also, I just talk a lot. <laughs> our,
3: our art form is so declarative, though. Yeah, right. you know, like it's mm-hmm. all sort of like this is who I am. Yeah, this is like my
2: perspective yeah i have an authority on these thoughts that i will put upon you with the amplification of the gods i'm a booming voice (laughs) hear my opinions and we put authority
3: on our uncertainties
2: at the same time absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. i mean comedy's definitely made me way more like fearless than than anything else too because it's like you can apply those lessons to everything else where it is like who gives a shit if this person doesn't like me Fuck you. I, like, just stood up in front of 30 people that didn't like me. I didn't die. If I'm not going to physically die, then I'm going to live. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, so many people don't confront that part of yourself, too, because it's, like, it is that weird caveman brain inside of you that's just, like, if you are different from the pack and you're not accepted, that you're going to be stoned to death. Mm -hmm. And once you, like, get past that reptile part of yourself, then you're like, oh, well, who really gives a shit?
3: Well, there also is such a wonderful amount of failure in what we do. Yeah. Um, And... Like uh, I, I just remember so much that time when Barbara You brought out the The table and you had You speed dated people in the audience
1: was oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a power violence show <laughs> um, And it
3: was just It was one of those things that I don't remember whether it connected With the audience or not I just remember that it was So beautiful and it was like Entirely your certainty mm-hmm. And skill that like kept that thing going and it was like so beautiful to watch and like we've all tried stuff like that and had it fall out of our hands mm-hmm. and that's how you learn to have it not fall out of your hands yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
1: the obvi- yeah, nothing has made me stronger in this world than failing as many times as I have. And we yeah. just do it every, you yeah. know, we're trying something crazy every fucking day. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think stand up is just learning to fail more and more gracefully as time goes on yeah. to the point that you don't even, people don't realize that you're failing, but you're still failing.
1: Well, I you're mean, everything. And you're in your this world is confidence. I mean, because
0: yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's, you're always Jedi mind tricking everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everyone. you read
1: about these, like, you know, I was just reading about that, like, literary, uh, Con woman. Oh, it was
3: wonderful. Or whatever. I, I yeah. love a good con person story. Well, I know.
1: She, I, I haven't heard this. Oh, I saw it because Roxanne Gabe tweeted about it, but it was like some woman who had been in the literary world just like scamming. She was kind of just around, but nobody really knew what she did. And then all of a sudden she was asking for money and people gave it to her. I didn't finish the article because it was a long read. <laughs> I, mean, I, need to, I, was, I mean, I'm, I'm going, I just have time. Sure. But As um, a wine guy
2: like that, there's a whole documentary about him, and I laughed the entire time because he was like mixing, he was like moving. Moving all this money around and like mixing wines in his house and putting new labels on them and then reselling them for like four times the value and nobody had any fucking That's idea. Amazing! And his whole family had a whole setup in his house and he made millions of dollars.
1: But yeah, it's all it made confidence me laugh
2: forever. Yeah.
1: She just acted like yeah. she belonged there, and then mm-hmm. she did. What happened in the end? Because I didn't get to the end of thing. Oh,
3: she like still has a business where like people send her books and $3000 and she tells <laughs> you if your book is good or not. Oh my god. Um, so funny. And keeps insisting that she has like two books ready to go at Random House or something <laughs> right, like right. that. Um yeah, like I'm always made so uncomfortable mm-hmm. by those confidence game stories because it's like when is it going to fall apart? But I also yes. love the skill set of these sociopaths who can just Mm -hmm. scam people like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: My brother is like, our whole life, he's always been, I really, he's very good with money. He's very good with the stock market. Like, he, do you guys remember, do you have Warehouse, the music place? Mm -hmm. He, remember when you could sell CDs there? Oh yeah. He always knew how to like, he would move buy it. CDs at a certain price and move them at a different price. Like that's <laughs> just how his mind works. And he'll be like, I don't understand how everyone's not doing this. It's like cuz you know, no one else. Well, we don't know what the fuck you're yeah. doing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: That's like my dad's my dad's old business partner, his hobby was timeshares. Because he literally would buy them off of eBay off of people that like did not want to own them anymore for like a tenth of the price and he would flip them and make all this money off of them. But a part it's of me crazy. is also like
0: I would just rather go on vacation
2: then think about that. Uh, you oh, know, for like, sure. Like, it's just if that if your brain like is niche, looking yeah. for that, yeah. if you're looking for like that I need to understand this system inwards and outwards like yeah. that becomes the hook that you're obsessed with. Megan Keister Great Keister.
0: yeah,
2: great scams. She'd be great character. I don't know what <laughs> oh, yeah. she,
1: she's doing anymore, but she no, back grifting. in her, I love <laughs> her border stories. Yes. Oh, bless. <laughs> bless,
3: bless, amazing. But don't you feel like we are scamming people's
2: minds in a different way? Yes, like yes. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sort yes. of,
1: but everyone takes comedy literally, so
2: yeah. I, <laughs> I did. I did just steal two umbrellas from the Watergate, so I feel very <laughs> good about that. <laughs>
1: So, okay, do,
0: do most of these are, These are um, essays or is it
3: So like um, Basically I didn't know what I was doing And I was figuring I was just writing the book that every comedian Writes mm-hmm. um, And then there was this one editor Who I didn't end up working with but she listened to my Podcast Pop Rocket which is about pop culture uh-huh. And she was like you should write about pop culture If you write a book where you don't talk about why you love Canada and Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> You have done it wrong yeah. And so like, the chapters are largely structured As me sort of like Triangulating between like My life, myself and a piece Of culture Mm -hmm. to sort of understand it. Because one of the things is is I feel like As a a gay guy and a fat person And for other reasons Like I wasn't, I didn't know how to Tell stories about myself because there weren't stories About myself Uh and so I had to use sort of Like these other stories that may not Make the most sense in application to me Mm -hmm. Um to sort of like Figure out who I was and, and what my place in the world was And like the the first chapter I wrote was about uh, my dad, who died, like, two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and our relationship through his favorite movie, which I had never watched before. It's this, like, Western from the 60s, and it was, like, one of the few, like, pop culture facts I knew about him was that that was his favorite movie. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is a movie about why we never got
2: along. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Is this the man who shot Liberty Valance? Yeah. That's that chapter? Wow. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and So That's it, interesting. It
3: was this just sort of, like, perfect structure for like two people with different worldviews who kind mm-hmm. of cooperate briefly and it doesn't work out well. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh, and then with the rest of the chapters, I tried to do that and largely failed. And then also there's just <laughs> one chapter where I talk about famous people because I had to talk about the famous people who I know, right? Yeah, you
2: got yeah, it. Mean, every book has to it's have that chapter. Yes. Yes. That's fine. That's cool. I know where John Hamm meets brunch. It makes sense. <laughs> you got to tell the people. Where does he eat brunch? Oh, I was just uh, using an example. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> tell, I know he, tell us.
3: <laughs> I mean, I also assumed that that was a real fact. <laughs> See,
2: confidence. No, I know. I, I know. I, I know where he... I always say,
1: you guys, I've been in the same bar as John Hamm and I was very God. drunk and got very obsessed with talking to the only Backstreet Boy in the bar. So, <laughs> you know where I yeah. Yeah. What it, was was <laughs> it was Howie. It was Howie.
2: I took a spin class with Jeremy Piven one time at a flywheel. Um, I sat behind him and my score was higher than his. Yeah. Uh, Piven. Her, yeah. I definitely was like burned hard in that class. because like, fuck you, Piven. You don't get to beat me. Yeah. <laughs> felt <I> mean, good. <laughs> Jeremy Piven's not fun at all.
3: I feel like for me, the glory is always when you meet... Uh, people who were sexual icons to you at 16 Uh who are now fallen. Like, to me, that is beautiful. Oh, I don't
1: want that. No, but it's
3: wonderful. They're, like, accessible, or at least sad.
0: Maybe I always went for the accessible ones. So I definitely
1: don't want to see them later. (laughs) I
2: still have it for Leonardo DiCaprio. I feel like he's still vulnerable. (laughs) See, Jeff Goldblum has just grown into it more and more. more, more. I'm trying to
0: think of someone else. Oh, Ethan and Brie. Oh, I thought Ethan, he was so hot.
2: I'm Ethan sure Embry he's... is a perfect example. Perfect, yeah. yes.
3: Yeah. Or yeah. Um, earlier today I was talking to somebody. We all know who it is. I will say who it is off the air. <laughs> um, but uh, what's his name from, uh, from Can't Hardly Wait, but also from... Seth Green? No, uh, older one. Comes back from college. Oh, uh, Jeremy,
2: wait, Jerry O'Connell.
3: Jerry O'Connell. Yes. She was basically like, Jerry O'Connell was like giving me vibes yesterday. And, Dude. Um, yeah. Yes. And, you know... Yes. Like, that situation is magical. The notion that somebody might leave Rebecca Romaine's most for you, I think, <laughs> is something. I think
2: you just mean Rebecca Romaine. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Rebecca Romaine O'Connell. Yeah. Um, he was in my Improv 101 class when I took improv. Oh, really? Yeah. And so this is an amazing story. It was him, and this Danny Pudi was in it, too, before uh-huh. Community. And he had just come from Chicago, and he was this, like, insane, amazing improviser. But UCB makes you start over at 101 regardless. And we were all just like, well, this guy's a star. Why are yeah. we in a class? with him and Jerry O'Connell the first day of class how you go around you introduce yourselves everyone's just looking at him and he goes hey guys my name's Jerry I'm an actor and we're like uh-huh. yeah O'Connell Jerry O'Connell <laughs> because celebrities also in person you don't realize yeah. sometimes they don't look exactly like them they never look like how yeah. and he was like very skinny and tan and in my head he's a little bit chubby still Right. Yeah. right. and so seeing him in person we were all like you look a al- lot is your name Jerry because you look like Jerry O'Connell? Are you the weirdo that did that? <laughs> but then we were like, "Oh, it's actually Jerry O'Connell." And he was like the most game. He brought oh, Rebecca. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He like was jumping up in scenes. He was. I a number of scenes with him where we were like dating in scenes. He came to every class. He came, He like. He was so sweet. Well, he, yeah, like, What
1: the fuck else is he yeah, gonna yeah, do? Are you telling me it he did a so lot on the schedule? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: It was great. And he brought Rebecca Romaine backstage to the green room because he wanted to introduce her to the class during our our, our our graduation show. Did she act like it was an? Indign- Dignity or, like, she was very sweet of she, okay. was, she was
1: like, Oh, I've been hearing about you guys for weeks. Like, I, oh, think, he, I think he's just like, Oh an my adorable god, that just gave me such a funny insight into their life. <laughs> I he's know. like at dinner, like, Yeah, and then we have this one scene. It's like, <laughs> Oh great, Rebecca remains has got to listen to fucking improv scenes. The stars are just Even like us. When you're Rebecca <laughs> <I know>.
3: I feel like the untold <laughs> truth of LA, though, yeah. is like take a fucking UCB 101. Yeah. You'll get to spend time with a famous person.
2: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, that class was wild. Our graduation show was a pack to the gills because everyone knew that Jerry O'Connell was on our on our team. And we were all like, uh, "This is uh, this is a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of people here." I was they're just went, making sure they're still though. together. They still are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: think they'll stay together the forever because neither of them are really famous anymore.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. there, there is that thing of like, if you synergize your fame, mm-hmm. like, um, do you guys know who Nico Santos is? Yeah. Um, so Nico just started dating another famous person and like a it who? is, uh, Zeke from Survivor. It's just, oh. Like,
1: oh, yeah, yes. saw, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, I saw Nico's like Instagram. Yeah. And they're yeah. like,
3: and like people was covering it. And I think it's just so weird to be like, and now one of my relationships is a thing that magazines care That's about.
1: Bizarre. I can't imagine. Yeah,
2: I'm really interested right now in um, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhart, who play on Riverdale. They are dating in real life, and they play Jughead and Betty on the TV show. They'll break up for sure. It's fascinating though because like they were like, will they, won't they, for like a year and a half, right. and they kept it very under wraps. And like it's it's interesting watching the publicists of the publicism of a relationship, yes. and, like how it's like concocted and and done. It's very interesting to me.
3: Well, like the when it is one of those like businessy things yeah. that. Um, Everyone understands what they're getting out of it. Yeah, now, for sure. Di, how aware of the Sprouse Brothers are you?
2: Uh, I, I never watched the Disney stuff. <laughs> okay. I know that I'm I, mostly from Riverdale. I know Cole. I don't know anything about Dylan. I know that he has a brewery in Brooklyn because I follow Cole on Instagram now Wait, when what, he talks what about were, Who are they? They oh. were like, um, is it Zach and Cody? I have no idea. It's some Disney I show. I think you're right. They're I twins. think that's what they were. Yeah. And they were yes. around...
3: Like nerd? Nerd Melt a lot. They were a Nerd Melt yeah, Constantly uh, uh-huh. um, But I saw that One of them Was like Waiting tables But maybe that was Just him being Down to earth Yeah <laughs> Like uh, Amy Sedaris yeah, Yes <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> But I feel like Less performance arty than that And more yeah. just Sort of like Earnest But I, I like When famous siblings One of them Gets an opportunity And the other Does not That's really Interesting yes. to me And Very the, much. the whole World of sexy Archie I do yes. not watch it But I have one Friend oh, Nigel And one of his Responsibilities Is to be aware Of the CW for me. <laughs>
2: Got it. That it's, is goals As fuck yeah. just a CW
0: affiliate A CW
2: affiliate It's great job. Honestly I'm surprised You're not watching it the, entire, the cast of that show They're all so hot It's yeah. fucking ridiculous I know I feel like
0: I would love Riverdale I think you I would Really like can't it can't take Anything
2: else on right now Fair I mean <laughs> Ski Ulrich and Luke Perry I And love they it. are so both sad. Both daddies yeah. in their 40s And they are Really fucking hot <laughs> Luke insane. Perry has
0: been 40
2: for 40 years <laughs> Also Him as Archie's dad He's just like A really good dad He's just like a really good man I love I love Frank Andrews they have Mr. Weatherby well, there's, oh is yeah
1: so. oh yeah all of it it's all the I, characters I the comics so like I'm I, I still need to watch it but I have a little like eh you know
2: it's truly it's also truly insane there's gonna be a cult in season 3 I can't fucking wait it's so
1: weird yeah um, it's very weird but I do love just
3: sort of like from a management perspective, having an on-site former teen heartthrob mm-hmm. for mentorship purposes
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. to be like well, That's whatever the you're going reality through, show I want to see. Yes. yes.
2: holy shit! And that they ha- kind of have that relationship. Whenever you see the cast together, like they're very like the older ones are very protective of the younger ones, and you could tell that they like definitely are like. I, I know what's happening. <laughs> Let me like walk you through how to be this.
0: Yeah. yeah. There needs and to be someone to walk them through like leaving life. As a, that's going to be so weird to stop being a teen, teen idol. Like what yeah. are those yeah. first couple years like?
2: <sighs> Rough. Uh,
1: real full of drugs and alcohol. I guess. Yeah. Are the
3: ones who managed to transition to being real actors. But that mm. always feels like it requires such a delicate hand. Absolutely. But Barbara, you raise an interesting issue you were like or who said I want to see that reality show because I feel like we have evolved past good celeb reality I feel like everyone is too savvy Mm -hmm. uh, for like it's either going to be essentially scripted like the Kardashians Mm -hmm. or we got these rubes to come be rubes
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I I just for my birthday I made everyone watch Surreal Life like for the first first and second or I second, oh, think man. third and fourth season that was that goal. was the golden age of television <sighs> yeah it was so good yeah. <laughs> Regina Flames like it uh, was just so Virginia
2: it was yeah, yeah it
1: felt really good yeah God. Yeah, we'll never get we'll never get that again. I don't
2: think. R.I.P. Vern. I
0: have to say, you know, Sean's really. I watched his sports bullshit is always on, and they're, they do well uh, a well-made sports documentary. The entertainment world could stand to take a page from them. Talk thirty for thirties were great. Like thirty for thirties, yeah. they they treat it very seriously. They go into sort mm-hmm. of like. It's just very honest. and No, because they're not actors. They're uh, athletes. So yeah. it is a real moment, and there's just a camera there observing mm-hmm. it. It's truly like a documentary uh-huh. instead of like a reality show where you've got a story producer kind of like manipulating everything. Well,
2: and the thirty for 30s, 30s mm. are great, too, because they really do a good job of placing sports in like the culture overall, yeah. too, yeah. and what it means in that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, they've, they've given me more of an appreciation for sports, like some of the ones that I've seen. Like, there's one about... Um, Oh God! What is the um rugby t- South African rug- rugby team during apartheid and how like how w- the when they were allowed back into the league and like how it like was the thing that um brought the country together because yeah. they won like, for the first like year. Invictus yes yeah yeah, 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 yeah. exactly so it's like a lot of it's real it it places sports in a way that it gives them an importance that I would not right. assign well, to them otherwise. I think otherwise. sports
0: and pop culture are very similar in that way yeah. in that they're very easy to dismiss. Absolutely. Especially when you're on the outside. Yeah. It's like, the, actually, mm-hmm. these things do have a lot of importance in some people's yeah. lives and it's not about the actual thing. Mm-hmm. It's about the context that that thing had in your actual life. Yeah. Well, I
3: think there's something so interesting about, like, there came this time when I was like, it's not usual that I have emotions so big that I don't want to sort of like scrape around in them mm-hmm. because I like talking. Um, but it was like a moment where I was having emotions that were big enough that I wanted to be distracted and engaged but not have to deal with my own emotions, and there were sports on, and I found myself watching it. And then I was like, "Guy, you're being a boy. Stop."
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did it feel though to like do it? It,
3: it was like it served its purpose. Right. And like yeah. a, a couple of years ago, I had a friend, a gay guy who was from Kansas City, and the Royals were doing very well. And like he made me watch enough games mm-hmm. that I started becoming like slightly invested. And like yeah. I, you know, I listened to baseball on the radio, mm-hmm. which is not something I normally would have done. Mm-hmm um and that was like fun i kind of got it because you you don't have narrative tropes the way that you do in um Like scripted stuff Yeah But like At the end of the day What I want Is for everyone From the challenge To go home And try to fuck Or (laughs) do a sexy You know Fashion show
2: Yes I think what we're Basically
1: saying Is we need A true Hollywood story To come back Uh, Oh Don't we ever
3: I Okay had never truly appreciated Vanessa Williams until (laughs) I sat across from the producer who was doing her E! True Hollywood story. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, I love Save the Best for Last. I was excited that we had had a a black um, Miss America. But then I fucking learned about how like, pro, like, vocally pro-choice she was from the goddamn beginning, like, mm-hmm. y- you oh, know, really? and just, like, how, like, mm-hmm. th- that, that stuff about the photos only came out because she wasn't just a black, like, f- first black Miss America, she was also shouty as fuck, oh, um, and, cool. like, you, like, learn all this shit when an E! True Hollywood story, because they would spend months on those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. sorry Yeah, Sean.
1: they're like sorry a, so
2: recording. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, sorry, you it's just hot. you just missed a big defense of sports. <laughs> 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 uh, we
1: actually take a break, so we'll be right back. Right back. to Lady Lady, I'm Babs.
2: I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm here with Guy.
3: Hello. Author
2: of My Life as a Goddess, a memoir through unpopular culture. Forward by Mindy Kaling. Get it right now.
3: It's very exciting. There are lots of things in there. I talk about people and stuff.
1: Ooh, my favorite kind of books are about <laughs> people and stuff. Oh, I will say person. related to uh, making, whatever. I put out a fake tweet that said I had a book. I, I, I said I had a a, a yes. book coming out called "Eat My Ass," <laughs> forward by and Judd Apatow.
0: I was like a really cute headshot of her, and yeah. Then it just said, "Eat my ass," yeah. And it, like, <laughs> and it
1: said, "Forward by Judd Apatow." I misspelled "forward," so that's good. Um, <laughs> and my fucking, I get a text, I get a message from my dad that's like, that's uh, his cousin who I've never met emailed yeah. my dad about this tweet, about this fake book, and my whole family thought the fucking book was real. Yeah. So my whole family thinks I'm putting out a book called... No! <laughs> they my think ass. that's real? Yeah, they thought it was real! <laughs> oh, that's, no. that's why we was this big hubbub about this fucking well, fake Barbara, tweet. now
0: you know we gotta go on Mandy, whatever fucking website, and get the book
2: made. I know! Yeah. Yeah. I'm like,
0: I'm gonna write a fake forward
1: by Judd Apatow. <laughs> this is gonna be
0: how you actually write a book because of a joke <laughs> I <laughs> know, and it was so funny because
1: you know my mom, I Facetime with them on my birthday, and then they were joking about the book, and I was like, oh, you guys thought the was real and they were like yeah because you know i did a good photoshop like the photoshop looks good <laughs> it and then my good. mom said oh, i knew it was fake when it said forward by judd apatow <laughs> what like, do you think i can't get judd apatow to do a forward on my book mom but it would be so
3: wonderful to like self-publish saying it was a forward by judd apatow because what's he gonna do sue you <laughs> yeah
1: and then all it's gonna do is get attention so yeah. i might as well just do it yeah.
3: but the whole notion of just sort of like your family believing that they get to have any opinion at all yeah. about the stuff that you do <laughs>
1: uh, I, it's a constant yeah. thing but any somebody had family? a really good quote for the book they're like she's a freak in the street and the geek in the sheets <laughs> 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 Jud- <laughs> <Judd Apatow. laughs> that's the whole word <laughs>
0: It's hand
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So anyway,
1: look for my book. Eat my ass coming out sometime. I struggle with that so
0: much. Like I, my, because my family doesn't even like they don't they don't understand what I do. You know, so I struggle between trying to like. Actually, tell them I have had some success, but then that then I border into them wanting to actually read and listen to the shit I've done. Like, yeah. No, 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 yeah. never I'm mind. Good. Never mind. Just yeah, doing like, please that. don't. Yeah, I have yeah. a little radio show with my gal pals. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. Everything's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Radio yeah. show with my gal pals. That's definitely our our tagline. It's you know? just so
0: embarrassing. To have your family know anything about what you do publicly? Well, even yeah. the
1: podcast itself. Like, I was like, talking to this guy. He was like, "Oh, I listened to it," and I was like, "You did?" <laughs> I'm
2: like, yeah. "I don't want to know that uh, anyone
1: listens." Yeah, so. don't
2: tell. Me. Yeah. I mean, except for you guys. If we don't know you personally, then always tell us that you love. Yeah, what we do. but don't
1: if, if I know, know you Don't tell me. You've, don't tell whatever. me. You've heard well, it. It's weird when somebody comes
3: up to you with some fact about yourself that yes. you don't realize yeah. that you've revealed, <laughs> yes. and then it's like sometimes it's like you said it on a podcast or something, but also sometimes it's in a piece of material that you say every night and you yeah. don't even think about.
2: <laughs> yeah, that
1: happens to me all the time. Today, one of our listener tweeted at us and was like quote like I'm about to say something embarrassing Babs and I was like what was this about Yeah. <laughs> will you tell me what this is about I don't fucking know like, what, is this, what does this even mean <laughs> it was about uh, drinking five hour by the way energy. Oh. Oh. Uh, so that's not <laughs> even close to the most embarrassing thing I know I was like thank god I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just gotta put it out there um, <laughs> <laughs> alright we're gonna do a lady problem if you have a lady problem send it to us at ladiesladycomedy at gmail.com. G-mail.com.
0: lady problems lady problems
1: lady problems do you have them lady problems do you have them people have them okay uh hey ladies boy i have a real lady problems on my i can't talk problem on my hands i hope you'll stick with me as this might be a bit to unpack I'm a lesbian in my late 20s and still find myself in love with my best friend. She's older than me by two years, bisexual, but more women preferring. We're both creative people, so naturally we dated for two years. It ended over three years ago. She's not an emotional person, and I am, so we've had plenty of disagreements before, but I feel like that's natural in a relationship, and overcoming it just brings us closer together. This is why the cutting off of the relationship by her has still perplexed me to this day. She has a plethora of medical issues going on. Trust me when I say it's a medical nightmare, even for her doctors. I believe she doesn't want to be with anyone as she feels like she will be burdening them. Telling her I love her and remaining with her regardless of knowing all her troubles isn't enough to sway her. The relationship ended, but we have remained close friends. I feel like I haven't gotten closure for the relationship even now. I've tried speaking with her about it, but it always incites an argument as she doesn't like talking about it, especially not about how she feels. Not even a crowbar could pry the feelings out of this girl, and I can't tell if she loves me the way I love her. She's the type of person who buys gifts as an expression of love and has gone above and beyond to spoil me sometimes, and even though she does buy friends by other friends things. Sometimes it makes me wonder if I'm, if the special treatment I'm getting from her means anything or if I'm just reading into it, it should also be mentioned. I'm the only person she's ever dated and she has turned down countless men and women who've hit on her and asked her out before and after our relationship. My question for you ladies is, should I continue to nurture these feelings in the hope that there's something there or face the fact that if bullets were feelings, my best friend is Neo from the Matrix. (laughs) Thank you for putting it into those terms. Um, I don't have many lady friends to speak to, so I feel like just hearing your thoughts would be a relief for me. I love you all so much. Thanks for making me laugh. Every week, signed, Sapphic Struggle in the Sunshine State. Beautiful handle. Sapphic or so- Yeah, Sapphic. Yeah. Sappho yeah. um, so- or Sappho? I say sopho. Sappho. 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 Yeah. So um, Sapphic? I don't, I,
2: don't, I, d- I don't know what that word the is. The poet. Oh, okay. Got it.
1: Um, There's a lot of lesbian porn names that has Sapphic oh, <laughs> Yeah, because okay. she wrote kind of
0: like lesbian homoerotic. <laughs> uh, okay. I see. Um, okay, so I don't
1: think this sounds like a
0: friendship. I think this sounds like a relationship that you haven't let go of. Yeah, to me, if you were a...
2: Guy, and this was a heterosexual relationship. I would tell this girl to run from you because you aren't taking any of her signals or um respecting her wishes in any way. This is one of those like when you hear about nice guys that aren't actually your friends and they are just like waiting for your barriers to come mm-hmm. down and the relationship that they wanted the whole time to happen. And I'm sorry that I'm being very blunt while I'm saying that, but it that's how that reads to me, um yeah,
1: I wouldn't disagree with that. It definitely yeah. seems like. Whatever it is, it seems like there's something there that you want that is not going to happen. Yes. And you have to like come to terms with the fact that it's probably not going to and how to move on. Yes. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, most exes, I think like exes either, if you're going to be friends with an ex, you need to have the level of bro-iness with them that you could yes. literally watch them go off and hook up with another person and high-five mm-hmm. them. Yes. Or absolutely. you can't be friends with them at all, yeah. I think. I mean, otherwise it just gets mushy, and you're you're putting yourself in a state of arrested development because mm-hmm. you're not letting anything else come into your life. You mm-hmm. don't even have a real friendship with this person because you do have yes. ulterior motives. Nothing's yeah. happening at face value. You're not actually you're not listening to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're talking about her not being open to feelings. You're not listening you're to not, what she's saying. So yeah, as
1: much and yeah, you're blocking your both of your you off. And I think this yeah. woman is
3: giving mixed signals in ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think the fundamental question is how much poetry do you want to write? Like, if you want to be in a constant state of pain, this seems like a great recipe for that. But, like, it is neat, those situations, I'm not good at boundaries. But when I have just sort of, like, went went away from someone Mm -hmm. and been like, I can't be around you. You shouldn't be around me. And then sort of like three years later, we are able to come together and have something Mm -hmm. that has a different shape, Mm -hmm. but is still sort of like nice and satisfying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally possible. I think it requires that break for you, those feelings to diminish in both of you so that you can Mm -hmm. return to it like new people. And I think it's very difficult to have a continuous close relationship Mm -hmm. where you're trying to just you're trying to say, well, you
2: can't be best friends with someone that you want to fuck. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. And Maybe. you're, you're just, you're occupying space in each other's lives. Yeah, that you're not al- allowing that space for somebody else that they would actually that's, want. In that yeah, base. I think yeah. that's
1: definitely a huge problem. You're both. And and I know why, because you love her and you're terrified to Mm -hmm. see her with somebody else. Mm -hmm. I'm probably terrified to be with someone else who isn't her because you know each other so well and Mm -hmm. all this shit, but you definitely, you know, have to... Let your, both of yourselves go. But what does this look like then? Yeah. You know, they're not, like, how do you... I
0: would say, I would cut it off cold turkey, honestly. It yeah. Soo- it doesn't sound like it... I think it's really easy to talk yourself into, like... It's it's like any other addiction. Like, you just get a little fix here. Instead of going yeah. through the blunt force trauma of going through the pain of separating yourself from her, which of course is going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But instead of just living through that, you're, like, dying a different death
2: every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really important to do for for her too, if she's going through all this stuff too, it's like she could also just be like doesn't have the energy to like tell you to go away too, you know well,
0: I think and you know who knows what's actually who knows, who knows what's first, actually I think happening. she probably does this mm-hmm. other girl really does legitimately care for her I don't think yeah, that probably that's, I don't think she's intentionally using her or anything like that, and mm-hmm. she might have feelings for her too, but if you guys were going to be together, you would be together,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's it's like if i was presenting this problem and was like yeah i like this guy and like he gives me good presents sometimes yeah to- Yeah, but he doesn't want me to be his girlfriend. That's it. You know, it's it's very obvious Mm -hmm. what the real answer is here. I'll never
0: forget. There was this guy who broke my heart. We had this really crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, whirlwind relationship. And then he kind of ghosted me. And I was just obsessed with him for like two months. And I was talking to my friend Brett. And I was like, I just don't know what's going on with him. And he was like, what do you, you already have your answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Stop agonizing. you got the answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we usually have the answer. We just don't like it. Mm Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, God. I feel like I mean, so many relationships I mm-hmm. I don't remember. She said how old she was, but
2: she's late twenties. They're both and the late girls, 20s. A couple, yeah. A couple okay, years yeah. Older. I feel
1: like you're nearing the end of those. Like, I, I, yeah. my twenties were full of all that. Like, oh, I don't know, blah, that shit. And now I am at the point where I'm like, I would just rather be alone than be with somebody who's not sure if they want to be with me. Yeah, And it, it's hard. Of course, it's hard at first. But then you're going to get to a place where you do feel good because you're like, OK, well, this is on my terms. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting anybody string me along. I'm not wondering all the fucking time if someone actually likes me. Mm-hmm. You have to give yourself the res- like you have to know that if your language is that you want need somebody in your face saying, I love you. I want to be with you. And that's what you need. Then that's OK to yeah. need that and wait for that to
0: happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's a trust thing, too. It's like you've got to trust that the person that is going to give you what you want is out there, but you're not going to get to her because you're stuck on this person who's never going to yeah. get to her. Well, there's it. something
3: so hard about when you have all of this past investment with somebody where it's not going to work out, but like you don't want to have to like do all of the work again. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely... like. In my mind, be like, "Oh, I could find some half-assed functional person yeah. when I have yeah. this great passion with this person mm-hmm. who hurts me constantly and who I hurt in return."
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think starting over is mm-hmm. really scary. Like, definitely. You, I know that constant fear of like, but I'll never find anybody like this, or like, mm-hmm. it, it's so we get really caught up in that, and it's not true. There's, there's. Yeah, a shitload of people on this planet, and there's someone else out there. Yeah, absolutely. But
0: if that's been your life for the past four years, it's really easy to keep telling yourself that narrative. Because it's been Mm -hmm. a while since reality has been any different for you.
1: So so, what do you guys think? I mean, it sounds like she's not going to make a clean break as far as just, like, not talking to her. It sounds like she's going to make some big declarative thing. (sighs) I mean, mean, if you must.
0: If you're going to do it, you're going to do it.
2: Yeah, I think you... You have not necessarily been genuine in your feelings up to this point with this girl. And I think it would be worth being like, this is what I want. And I'm sorry that I have not been honest in those feelings to this point. Because you've been saying things are probably okay up to this point. Just You're okay with being friends. Be like, I'm not okay being friends. You need to respect her answer when she gives it to you. And if that means that you then need to take a break, then you need to take a break. And I think she will un- she should be able to understand that, too. You know, it's like, but you guys just need to be honest with what this relationship is on both sides.
1: Yeah, and I will say, if, if that happens, if you get to the point where you're able to, like, make the break, mm-hmm. you've got to resist the temptation to yeah. contact her. You know, you, you guys are friends. So you probably see each other things. And obviously, you're mm-hmm. not going to, like, ignore her. But you're no. going to have to resist the temptation to dig at that thing. Yeah. I think
3: commercial fishing, I think going to Europe and living for a year, go teach English in Asia. Like, just doing something where you just remove yourself from that, like, you're still in your 20s, have some fucking life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if that bitch wants you, she can come learn Mm -hmm. how to deal with your life. Yeah.
2: Ooh, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Like it, yeah, I like the, I love the idea
0: of, of like fulfilling one of those fantasies that you never act on because of the yeah. things that you think are tying you here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also love that your first instinct was commercial fishing. Yes.
3: <laughs> I mean it's a dangerous but like high risk, high reward. Yes. You know? Yeah. Also it's Florida. There's a fair amount of fishing going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sea fishing is
3: <laughs> real fun actually. But yeah, I mean yeah
0: if you're not tied down to your job or anything, do something really drastic. Get and, outside of your yeah. bubble. Uh, your whole life do some fucking this is not uh, to quote the running magazine I just read this is not your practice
2: life <laughs> oh, that's wonderful <laughs> but
1: it's not get out there yeah
2: <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely yeah I'm trying to think of the last like per- you know crush I had like the oh yeah I got it all right blocking mm-hmm. <laughs> in my sights he's getting married this year congrats
3: <laughs> you said love language did you read that book
1: No, I haven't read it.
3: Oh, has anyone? Uh Uh-uh. The Loveland I just want to know whether it's valuable or not.
1: I don't know I mean like like when somebody told me all of them once it, mm-hmm. like let's see if we can look it up I really mean quick.
3: that is the best way to consume any of those sort of like bad <laughs> yeah, psychology yeah. books yeah because you have someone over Bullet coffee points. yeah or a nice Wikipedia entry yeah because
0: that's what it basically is a, a book
2: that should have been a Wikipedia entry yeah. <laughs> there should just be like informational brunches where somebody just like holds uh, court uh, mimosa and I'll explain to you your love languages.
3: That's such a good idea.
2: i have going approach is. on
3: Saturday about my love languages. It's like a and TED talk
2: I s- actually want to go to. Sunday
1: about yes. buying a house. Yes. <laughs> Let me talk to you about escrow over some pancakes. Wait, I'm going to see if I can get them really quick. I know
0: there's gifts mm-hmm. um a physical affection yeah verbal verbal someone told that? me them and i was like yeah i want all of that i know <laughs> i want literally every That's single one with all this personality shit i'm like yeah i'm an extrovert but i also just want to be at home with a book
2: <laughs> yeah I, uh, we're both we're all everything yeah but like is it like to different layers like i don't give a fuck about giving gifts Ever, Yeah, um, it's supposed to really? be, like, what you prioritize. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like, I don't give a fuck about gifts. Like, I don't... I I don't give a fuck about gifts, but I give a fuck about someone thinking about me. Like, yeah. someone knowing me well mm-hmm. enough to give me a good one. For I don't sure. need it all the time. No. Yeah. But I would like to know that they know me well.
2: Yeah, I mean, act, I'm definitely more of an action-oriented person. Like, I don't give a fuck if you tell me you love me like you fucking should. I'm great. Yeah, but like, I little, need you it's to It's kind
1: of weird, too. Do things...
2: Yeah, like, do things for me that make my life easier. Yes. And it's, like, basically the easiest, like, the way that I want. I you
0: Actions think speak the most. Languages. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think if verbal is an option, I'm
3: always going to be verbal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the point of just like. Wanting to feel seen, I think, is, Uh you know, like, known, um, is important.
0: Like,
1: see the actual Mm -hmm. you that maybe other people aren't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, we'll do it quick. So, words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hearing I love you and other compliments, Mm -hmm. quality time, this is all about giving the other person your undivided attention, Mm -hmm. unlike the words of affirmation language, talk is cheap and being a loved one's main focus leaves quality timers feeling satisfied and comforted, Mm -hmm. um, Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful to these individuals. Mm -hmm. Receiving gifts, Mm -hmm. acts of service—so this is acts of service. Speak louder the words and physical touch. Mm -hmm. I like all of these. which is is coming. Yeah, yeah. I want all. I want all of it. I want the world. I (laughs) want want the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) I want to lock it down. It's Willy
2: Wonka. That's not even a crazy one. No, I just like don't know the songs. (laughs) oompa that's the one that sticks in my head we
0: can't even count that as a musical because Gene Wilder is in it
2: <laughs> do we not count we don't, don't that a musical but Brandy can't hate it because Gene no, Wilder is in I don't it. No, it no I don't hate it. it I don't hate it, it I just like don't <laughs> yeah. those like decla- those songs I just like for, oh for uh,
0: you're missing out for this song almost, that's all I'm saying yeah there's almost no song that I like plays in my head more often than that
3: yeah when in the movie she's
0: it's
1: it's when it's with the golden gooses yeah gooses geeses I want to goose to like gold eggs for Easter. Yeah. Oh, she's fucking insane, and she Rook wants it. Yeah. it's salt. shes want now. That's how yeah. she goes out.
2: Oh, I don't even remember Presence that. And oh yeah, about and then she gets time. she saw gets saw dunked
1: it. on the. Uh, she goes up, and then they're like bad egg, and she gets fucking. Yeah, yeah, I remember
2: sh- that part. Yeah, I just don't remember the song. I know
1: you're like I remember the revenge part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember how they all go out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think oh, that's a great song. I think at that point I was still like, yes, roll, juice the bitch, <laughs> <laughs> juice that blue bitch. I think that's I was still so focused. That was bitch. violent. Yes. I think I was still focused on Violet turning Violet. Uh, uh, so
1: good. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, fucking ditch this bitch and get with a hero. No, I don't know. Nah. <laughs> uh, to sum it up, yeah, I don't know
3: what that. Meant. You were just hosting a daytime <laughs> show, very <recently. laughs> That's how
1: shoulder also pads are to gonna come back. <laughs> Things combined. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but thanks for writing to us. Thank you, guys, for listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, get fucking Guy's new book, My Life is a Goddess, available now wherever books are sold.
3: Thank you guys so much for having me and pimping the book. I really appreciate yes. it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Pleasure. We I love you, love you so much, and
1: we're very excited to read it, and thank you for coming yeah, on. Yeah, so proud of you. Thanks so
3: much. Published I'm so proud of you, author. Guys.
2: Oh, guy also,
1: this is the last day that if you, that is the last day you can get the, uh, okay. Go to patreoncom ladieslady mm-hmm. and August first is the last day you can sign up for our uh, $10 tier, where you will get the prayer, prayer candles. candles. Yes, so you can Plus pray. Plus, plenty
3: of bonus content for yes. just $10 a yes. month. They yes. get yes. those prayer candles. Are those yeah. beautiful? That's they are amazing. It was the first thing I saw when I came in here. I assumed that they were one-offs. No, oh.
1: but you can get those, and that comes with a bonus episode every month and a bonus uh, session every week. It's two cups of coffee
3: a month. Isn't this quality content worth that to people? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You
1: heard it from the goddess. So this is the yes. last thing you can get. You better fucking go on there right now or else you're out of luck. I can do it, basically. Bye. We love Thank you. you. Bye. Bye
2: 拜拜。